Welcome to the ANA Podcast, Sports Talk with your hosts, Anthony Cortez, Alex Ashley, and Kevin Rowe. And welcome back to the ANA Sports Show. This is the week of June 28th. I am your host, Anthony Cortez. Joining alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alex Ashley. What's going on, everybody? And Mr. Kevin Rowe. You're welcome. Appreciate you showing up, Kev. Uh, part three, we're going to talk some NBA playoffs, uh, for anyone joining us for the first time. Thank you for, thank you. Welcome to the party. Uh, we're about, I don't want to say mid conference right now, uh, or mid, um, mid series right now with the, with the NBA playoffs. But I mean, we're in the swing of things right now. Uh, it is the Los Angeles Clippers, fourth seeded Los Angeles Clippers, if that even matters up against the number two seeded Phoenix Suns. Phoenix has the three to one edge. They're playing as we speak. It is about nine, nine and some change minutes left to go in the fourth. Um, Clippers have the lead out in the east. That series is at two to one. Milwaukee against the Bucks. Uh, Milwaukee with the edge, two to one. Milwaukee, Milwaukee went on a tear uh, in Game Three or whatever it was. Um, they yeah, they uh, destroyed them. Yeah, that was not even a contest right there. It's kind of weird how playoff games go sometimes and playoff series go sometimes. It's like you think it'll be close, and then there will be these close these these blowout games, and you're like blowout games that are not really like explainable. <laughs> I remember somebody asked Pop that about about that one time, like back in the '05 playoffs or back in the '05 finals against Detroit. He's like, somebody asked him, "Can you explain why we've had 30 point games like three games in a row now?" Where you've lost by 30 or you've lost by, you know, 20 and, and then you've beat them by 20. And Pop is like, you really think I can explain that? And the reporter's like, I know you can. It's just a matter of will you. I really don't even know if you can explain that. Honestly, in a playoff series, I mean, things are going to happen, you know? <laughs> the, the Basketball is a game of runs, man. Like, I don't know. Um, no, he can he can say why, what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As a coach in the NBA, you need to know why it happened. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to be a coach for very long. And if you're asking Popovich, the longest tenured coach in all of sports right now, or at least definitely the NBA. Definitely the NBA. I mean, you know he knows what happened. Right. Uh Big storyline out in the Clippers and Phoenix and, uh, yeah, Suns playoff series is Kawhi Leonard being out with a sore knee. Or I don't even know what it is. It's a knee issue of some sort. And he wasn't going to be traveling to game – or he wasn't going to be traveling to Phoenix with the, with, with the Suns because of something to do with the altitude um, in the actual air, not, not of Phoenix. But um, – any surprises to y'all, gentlemen, or anything anything standing out to you so far in the playoffs? Alex, here's one thing I wanted to bring up last week that I totally forgot about, and we kind of went over this in text, but we'll explain. We'll we'll just hash it out here too while we while we're while we're here. You mentioned before we even started the conference finals uh, series, Milwaukee Bucks and uh, and Atlanta Hawks. You were like, "Who gives a shit?" This is the first series. This is the first playoffs. Uh, the, yeah, first playoffs in a while that LeBron hasn't been part of uh, the second round or the first round pass. Second round pass. Sorry, whatever. Um, 
apparently and it, and you sent ratings as far as like what what it was rating or what yeah tv ratings and apparently a lot of people to give a shit um and i wanted to ask then because you brought it like you like you brought it up and it like brought a good uh like a here's one for you now or yeah brought a good question to mind for me is it good for the league that LeBron is not in the playoffs anymore or like right now, or at least this season? Like, is this, and there's new blood that like we, we talked that these four teams haven't won a title. I, I don't think ever any of the internet, the franchises um, or since the NBA, ABA merger, is that good for the league? Is there, is having new blood good for the league? I kind of think it is. I, I, I mean, I think this makes it more interesting. I've, I'm watching these games if I can, because you just—it's just interesting. There's just new, there's new blood. There's you know these these young teams that, you know, everybody said oh they'll never win championships. Superstars, superstars are winning in this league. You gotta have superstars to win in this league. And yeah, sure, some of these teams have superstars, but not as. That's funny. Don't they all have one to two superstars? Eh. Yeah, who doesn't? Which one doesn't have a superstar? Well, wait a minute. By the way, he's. Talking about those, we're th- we're talking not talking about a team homegrown growing a superstar. We're talking about more of the lines of um, trading for and everybody coming in via free agency to play with a certain guy like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nets. None of those superstars were homegrown or anything like that. They all just hey, let's go play together. You know, right? Sure. Um, would you consider Devin Booker a superstar right now? Not yet. He's getting there. Yeah, he's precipice, trade going precipice, but not yet. Performance in game three, was it? Or was it four? It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, they're getting that exposure now for sure. If they weren't getting it before in their individual markets, smaller basketball markets, uh, but Chris not yet. Paul's reminding everybody what he used to be. Yeah, Chris Paul is a superstar for sure. Uh, I have a hard time deciding whether it's better or not. I don't seem to think so. Because what you lose is uh, interesting storylines. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I think the most talked about storyline right now. I mean, every team has one. I mean, Kawhi's out, but that's not a new storyline. We know about that. Happens literally all the time. What he's doing now is almost the exact same thing that happened in San Antonio, and nobody cared about that until it comes to your team and wins a championship in one season, right? Uh, The Suns don't have a lot of... uh, support in the national kind of situation, because it's not one of those teams that everybody's like, oh, it's you know, it's like you know, I think if anything, you have like fans of Chris Paul, but they're not necessarily like Suns fans. You know what I mean? Um, but like, what's the most interesting storyline there? Devin Booker's a broken nose, and Chris Paul got COVID for a little while. Uh, I mean, DeAndre Ayton is also maybe a budding star. I don't know. I just I think I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't. I think it's boring. I think a lot of people think it's boring. I don't know if you looked at the rest of the articles that I sent, but the two most watched games that everybody's freaking out about was a Nets game seven 
and then the Bucks game seven, and then the rest of them have been average since then. Every game has been average. Like it, it hasn't gotten any better. It was good for those two games, but game sevens are always interesting. It's good storylines. It takes a game seven for people to watch. You know what I mean? Uh, so, like to me, I don't think this is any better than not having LeBron or not having some like Dame Lillard or Steph Curry in there. Like I, I don't think it's better. Average at best, but I don't think it's better. I'll ask a quick question, or I'll let Kevin go, but and then I have another quick question. Kevin, you got anything? It really just depends on your take on it. Like, I've always been one that loves the underdog. I love rooting for the team that is probably less favored. Not less favored, but maybe less, less talked about. And I think that's kind of the Spurs fan in me because, you know what, we weren't necessarily underdogs, but nobody really talked about the Spurs when we were good. You know, we were that the best team in the league, yet nobody really talked about us. And that's the way we liked it. And I think that's why I like rooting for these teams that really are kind of under the radar. And the Suns have been exactly that all season long. Nobody's really talked about them in late. But here they are in the Western Conference final and a game away from making it to the finals. And, you know, that's why I like the uh, Heat last year. Nobody was talking about them, yet they made it to the finals. It's That's just how I like it. I know there are other fans out there that are the same way as me because I know I can't be the only one. <laughs> but I don't know. Is it good for the sport? It really depends on your take on it. If you really like these the, – the, if you like the individuals, probably not. If you're a fan of the individual player themselves, probably not. But if you're a fan of uh, just good teams, good competition, and maybe that odd underdog story, maybe it is. Aren't there underdogs in every playoff ever? In so it's way. not really special to this one? <laughs> okay, but if you had a Lakers-Nets finals – I wouldn't consider them either one of them underdog stories. You know. Speaking of the hey, Nets, speaking, speaking of the Nets, and this leads to my next question. Leads to another interesting question because, as the as the Nets before the Nets were eliminated, we we were discussing in text as far as a, a potential topic as far as if the Nets and Alex Alex was the one that thought of this, but. If the Nets were to win the championship, is the is the league broken at that point? Because at that point, you, I mean, that's essentially saying you need you need superstars in this league to win championships. But at the same token, the Nets are now eliminated, and so to his to his point that he's bringing in now, he's like, it's not it's not more interesting. It's just kind of average. Is the league still broken? Because case in point. You don't find this interesting as far as the, the the four remaining teams that are that are remaining. Is it is it is the league broken because we no longer have KD to watch? We no longer have Harden, Irving, LeBron, you name it. Those those you know those superstars. You need do you need those superstars at this point in the in the playoffs to be successful? As far as like ratings, as a team, oh no, for far, ratings, yeah. As far as like the league and ratings go. I seem to think so. I think because of the way basketball works. Basketball is the most individualistic sport among 
the big three or four in the U.S. People now in basketball are fans of players rather than fans of teams because the players move around so often, whether in free agency or trades or what have you, or all but fucking demanding they go to a team and somehow getting it. So people in this league now are more solo. You have fans of LeBron, fans of Chris Paul, fans of Giannis, fans of whomever. And if they stay with one team, then cool. They stay with one team, and that's the rarity. You, know, you don't see that super often. Fuck, even Dane Lillard has half a mind to leave Portland, and we thought he'd be the one to stay 10 toes down his whole career. Um, but that's just not what happens. So I think, yeah, it would be better to have fans of you would get, I think you have more fans, more ratings with these bigger names because they have more people who like watching them play. So if you want better ratings, you have the most popular players in there, and I think that's kind of a given. Uh, in this league in particular. That makes sense. And it's hard, it's hard to argue against that because, I mean, it's just common sense. Like, those guys are, those guys are global superstars to where they're, you know, their name says it all. Right. And, I mean, essentially, I mean, yeah, if you want more ratings, you need, you need those guys, you know, still playing. And does that hurt the league? I mean, if you look at it that way, yes. But there's also, there's also fresh new blood out there. That's, there's a chance to make new superstars. Yeah, that's kind of where the next point I was going to is that the fact that we have – we really don't have many of the superstars here in the Final Four of the, of the league really outside of a couple of them, but it really highlights some others that could be potential superstars. Like Trey Young has been a great player, but now that he's in the Eastern conference finals, people are talking about him more. He could be that next superstar in the league. Devin Booker, another one, you know? So some of these players that are more in the spotlight now, because the KDs, the Hardens, um, the LeBrons, they're already out. Nobody's watching them because they're not playing anymore. These other players, they can be the next household name that everybody's going to tune in and watch. Um, I was talking to I was talking to Isaiah today, texting him rather. Um, he was kind of heated about the Portland thing, about the Portland backlash, but we got into kind of. Uh, like talk about expectations and um, with uh, the way we brought it up is like with as many, uh, not with as many, but the way coaches kind of bounce around, like, you know, uh, longtime Mavs coach Rick Carlisle has moved on and they've hired Jason Kidd to replace him, which uh, <laughs> I don't really see that. Being, I mean, no disrespect to Jake Kidd. I just, I don't know. I don't. I, I. I don't see that going well. But that's just the thing they could have done. Huh? Dumbest thing they could have done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say that, but I don't know. I just we'll, we'll oh, see. Well. Anyways, um, Isaiah was saying, and I, I hope he doesn't mind me bringing this up. Love you, buddy. Um, Isaiah was saying how he he thinks it's. I don't want to say bad because I don't want to put words in his mouth, but um, the media has kind of judged the league and, and judged, yeah, judged the league and players by, by rings. And if you're not, 
winning rings, then you're not being successful. Thus, you know, organizations kind of take that lead and they say, like, as Alex would like to say in the past, you know, what, are we, what have you done for me lately? If you're not winning now, you know, we'll find the next man up. And it's kind of like a matter of why can't organizations just kind of enjoy their team and enjoy the process of, you know, you're not going to win right away. I mean, sure, that, may, that might be the expectation, but, like, let's take the Spurs, for example. We went through a decade or two decades worth of uh, winning with Tim Duncan, Tim, with the big three, Tim Duncan, TP, and Manu. Now we, we're trying to build this young core that RC and Pop believe in and the organization believes in, but yet we have Spurs fans screaming that we go and get the next big free agent or we blow it all up again and just start all over because this ain't it. But should we enjoy this young core? Should we? Should we see what they can do? And in other words, should you be, should you be ring chasing? I mean, uh, yes, of course, obviously the end all goal in, in, in every sport is to win a championship. But, I mean, be realistic at the same time. And I love what, Alec, I love what uh, Isaiah said about this. Like, be realistic at the same time. You're not going to – like, it's just <laughs> – it's hard to win, man. We've said many times in this show. Should teams be more realistic as far as like where they are versus just going after the next guy? And if you don't win within a year or two, we'll get we'll find somebody else. What do y'all What do y'all think about that? Should teams should organizations kind of enjoy their team more and let the process kind of like you know see what it can do, or should you just constantly ring chase and and keep the door moving, keep the door evolving? Does that make any sense? I hope that makes sense. I think you got to look at it case by case because you could have said after, what was it, 2007? Yeah, we still have some key players on our roster that we probably could have, that we could either retool to keep trying to win championships or we can start trading them off for the Spurs. Because they didn't win again until 2014. Like, yeah, they were competitive, but it was a couple first-round knockouts, a couple second-round knockouts. Okay, what point do you tear it up? But they kept with the process. Now, if uh, – I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Like I said, it's got to be case by case. In the Spurs situation now, no, I think they need to rebuild. Because once you get stuck in that middle, you're screwed. I've said it over and over again with basketball. You get stuck in that muddling middle, you're you're screwed. You're not going anywhere for a long time. You need to either find a way to get some pieces in or you need to rebuild. And unfortunately for the Spurs, they don't have a ton of draft capital in the future to retool and get those superstars in that they need. So I would think they need to rebuild. You don't think there's any chance of building superstars from what we have now? I think you need a top five to ten pick to be able to do that. You'd know already. You'd know if we had a superstar already. Yeah, you would. It wouldn't. It didn't take it, name a superstar, and it didn't, didn't take them five years to show that they had it in them. Well, five's a little long, but you give them two, three years, you could, they're going to show themselves. 
most of our core, our young core, they've been with us two, three years. Nobody's really stepped up. Yeah. I think that's more of an issue of letting vets get, get the, get more minutes than vets kind of deserve. No, no, no. Step up. Yeah. Be better. <laughs> Tony Parker didn't wait five years. Ginobili didn't wait five years. I mean, Buck Duncan was playing next to the Admiral. You know what I mean? Like, no, it didn't. If you're good, you play. Kawhi Leonard's in veteran status or not. You know what I mean? It's it's not about letting the old guards play. It's that they're just better than the young guys. It takes practice also to develop these young cats, and they can't even get better there. Then, like, where where do you? You honestly think Rudy Gay was better than some of our some of the dudes that we have? That the dudes that he was getting minutes over? Probably. Yeah. I trust Pop to say so. I'm sorry you're mad that all of your 12-year-olds aren't as good as you think they are. There's a reason Rudy Gay is a 12-year vet in the league. Yes. Dude, they're not that good. The Spurs team is not that good. Why do you think they we are keep average. guards? At best, we're average. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> look at our record. Just look at our, literally look at our record. Literally, look at our record. Look at the season, bro. Like the cramp season. I'm. I don't know. I don't Everybody know. else had the same season, my guy. Everybody else had the exact same season. I get in that. In the same conference with the same teams, they just sucked ass. Okay, let's move off the Spurs. You want to tell me their two and twenty-two record is because of Rudy Gay? Or what? What? What, what was their record during the the rodeo? Uh, road games? Uh, probably one in seven. Something like that. They literally sip my tea. Yeah, that wasn't because of Rudy Gay. Go Spurs, go, but also, you know, blow up. It really it depends on the individual. What you will stand for. Are you going to stand for first-round bowouts? Are you going to stand for missing the playoffs? Are you going to stand for developing your guys and having to trade them away because you can't afford them anymore once you get a team full of them? Are you going to stand for getting new guys in and trying to win in a single season? Are you going to stand for like, – what, what, what do you want? What do you, you, the individual, want? Right. I'd be happy to get into the playoffs again, honestly. <laughs> Realistically, I would want five to ten years of top four seeds. You know, but you need some really good players to do that, and the Spurs don't have that. They have some good players. They don't have really good players. And honestly, I think they, what we've seen from them is better than what anybody else would have gotten from them. I think we are tapping them out as far as their talent goes. Because I trust Pop and that coaching staff to bring out the best in these guys. The best just may not be enough, you know, because hard work will take you so far. But you got to have some some God-given talent. And while everybody in the NBA does have talent, it's not equal. Not everybody can be a LeBron James. Not everybody can be a Kevin Durant. That's fair. For other teams, y'all think expectations to be more realistic rather than keeping the keeping the coaching door 
you know, open and closed every two or three years. You're not winning honestly, now. I honestly think if you have a franchise and you're the GM, owner, coach, whatever, and you're not eyeing to have at least five years of really good showings and competing for a finals championship, then you're not shooting in the right direction. Yeah, I think there's a difference in having a coach there to coach your team and having a coach there who's winning and putting you in the right direction. And I think you can tell pretty quickly how that's going. Are you developing? Are you getting better? Are you making strides? Are your players getting better? Is the culture getting better? You know, all the little intangibles are things going right as far as logistics are concerned. How does your finances look? How do all these things look? How is he managing the team? How are the relationships he's building? You know, you can tell in a, not very long how well a coach is really doing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I think that the sooner you get out the bad apples, the less time it will take for you to have to fix all the shit he did wrong. Um, so, yeah, I, I think much like, you know, any athlete or any player or anything, you can tell pretty quickly how they're doing. You know what I mean? And they might be able to fool you for a little bit. Oh, well, you got to trust the process. You got to trust the process, this, that, and the other, and it's just not working out. But Ben Simmons. <laughs> exactly. It's a great point. Ben Simmons, they, he kind of fooled everybody because he had pretty good defense, but that's just not working. You know what I mean? So it, it's a case-by-case -case situation, kind of like Kevin said. Um, and if you're worth your gumption, then – as, a, as an owner or a GM, you'll know. You'll know when it's time to get somebody new. It doesn't need to be a revolving door. You need to give guys time to create, but you'll know if they're even on the right track or not. Right. Like I'll give you, I'll give you an example. So, like, if you're the Spurs, you want to get back to the five, ten years dominance, you know, because we we're not that far removed from it, and we still have a pretty good core, and it's whether or not we want to change that. If you're the New Orleans Pelicans, you want to you want to start getting into those playoffs, whether or not it's the five, six, seven, eight seed. You know, they had so that's why they got rid of Sam Van Gundy because they're trying to bring in a coach to really maximize their talent. They're trying to get some more tools by getting some of those draft picks from those trades, so they can get some more help for him. They're trying to make it to the playoffs. After that then you start striving for the five, 10 years. If you're looking at some of these bottom feeder teams like Charlotte, they're trying to get better to get to the playoffs first. That's why they drafted. Um, what's his face? Ball brother. Lonzo. Lonzo. No, no, the mellow. No. You know, they're going to try to tool around him and get some more pieces for him to make it to the playoffs. Their goal is to get to the playoffs in the next two, three years. Spurs, if they're trying to rebuild now or retool, they need to try to be better within the next two, three years to be in the top seeds. Otherwise, you need to rebuild. 
So it really is case by case. Yeah. Alex, any last thoughts? No, man. All right. On this one, at least. (laughs) All right. Well, that'll be it. We all got to go to bed. Continue to be good to yourself and be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't sex and drive. With that, we will see you later. Peace. See ya.